Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast member, where I chat to Disney cast members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, I'll be chatting with the lovely Rasheen, who sprinkled her fixie dust at Disney's Epcot. Hi, Rasheen. Hi. I, I, yeah, I, also, I, always, I forgot to introduce <laughs> Sophie as well. Sophie's here too. <laughs> she does it every time. I've been good recently. I've been good yeah. recently. Um, just, I'm obviously just too obsessed with Rasheen that I'm just not right, paying attention yeah. to We've you. got a celebrity here. I know she's going to kill me for this, but the oh. face of Disney programs. <laughs> so I true. Yeah, that was my first program. And I'll never forget it because I just, I was really didn't like the way that the lady had done my hair. So I felt really uncomfortable the whole time. Because <laughs> I'm a high pony kind of girl and it was in a low plat. So I felt like I, I looked like a founding father or something. <laughs> <laughs> I remember last summer we were talking, to, obviously me and Rasheen were supposed to go back on another programme. We'll talk about that later. But uh, Rasheen was like, me and her were winding each other up. And I was like, I'm going to post that video of you to the, to the newcomers. And I posted it <laughs> in this group of all these new people. <laughs> Rasheen's like, I'm gonna kill you. So you were actually, you were actually the video for the was it for the whole CRP. Um, so they had a couple of different videos on their YouTube, and there was one about housing. So I was kind of in that one. There was a bunch of us. It wasn't just me. It makes it sound like I was that girl. You know, the girl from like the park. Macarena. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's her name. Um, but yeah, like it was just basically um, different clips of us talking about housing. Um, what else did we, there was another one which was just about the CRP in general. And there was like clips of me like serving the food. Um, but yeah, it feels like a very long time ago, but they set me up like um, in the pavilion, you know, like where, like where merch is, you know, where Mary yeah, like the garden and stuff. Yeah, the gardens like there they filmed me like talking about it and all these like guests were around like staring it was just really and yeah, uh, you'll find the links to those videos in the description now Jacob <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really like yeah they're fine it was just like it's just so funny because obviously it feels like so long ago and yeah it's like I don't know I don't really like the I guess it'd be the same like oh you were on the podcast you know it's just literally <laughs> literally oh if only it was the same you know um <laughs> but we've got loads to um get talking about and I know that us three can talk forever so let's get started um Rasheen you've done two programs and was about to go on a third program um last year we'll talk about that um after we've got through the programs you have been on but um to start with what was your initial inspiration for applying for the CRP in the first place so I had gone to Disney for my sister's wedding and I don't know just that trip there was just something about it that just I was just oh, I want to be here so bad um and I had no idea how I didn't really know anything about the program so when I got home I was just really searching desperately to see how I could get out there um but what was really funny was when I was younger I'd actually put I'd made like a vision board which is basically where you like put everything that you want to achieve in life and I actually put on there moving to Florida and working for Disney um, and I'd done that when I was like 11. Um, but yeah, so I went back, I searched the internet and I found the cultural representative program. I applied, I had no experience. I had no idea how I got the job. Um, but I, I had no experience first of all, but I got like a temp job at the Disney store for Christmas to see if I could get some experience to get in. Um, so I did that. I didn't get it the first time that I applied, didn't get it the second time I applied, but by the third time I applied, I managed to get it and I got 
um, I was waitlisted for a long time. Waitlisted. It was one of those intakes where um, I don't know if it happened to you guys, but a lot of people were waitlisted when you get through. Like I think only a couple of them actually got dates, and the rest of us were waitlisted. Um, but yeah, I was waitlisted nine months, and I finally got my date, and I got food and beverage, and it was just the best feeling ever. Do you remember where you were when you got the email to say that you got it, and how did yeah. you feel? Um, so I was actually at work and it's funny because I never really had that like bad days at work. I had like the worst day at work and I just remember feeling like I hate it. I want to, and it was so weird because I didn't hate my job at all. I just had one of those days where I was like, I really want to, don't want to be here. I want to like be somewhere else. And I just want Disney to come back to me. Um, but anyway, I had this like one-to-one with my manager and it was all about like how I was feeling and whatever. And I'd had like this, it was kind of like a negative meeting. It wasn't anything serious, but I just felt really down. Um, but I went back to my seat and I looked at my phone because she was like, I'll oh, just take five minutes. And I looked at my phone and there was a missed call from Yummy Jobs. And I knew, I knew. And I called them back and I spoke to Louise Free. And she used, I don't know if she was there during your time of applying, but um, she was like, hey, how are you? And I was like, yeah I'm good I'm good how are you and I knew I was like come on tell me and she was like yeah like how have you been like how was your weekend and I was like Louise tell me um <laughs> and she was like so I was just wondering what you're doing in April next year and I was like nothing and she was like well I was just wondering if you wanted to go and start your program in food and beverage on I think it was the 28th of April and I was like <laughs> I would love to Amazing. and I was just so overwhelmed um honestly if there's like one point in my life obviously other than my wedding um, <laughs> 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 so active, it was that feeling um but anyway I spoke to her and oh it was the 29th of April that was the day and she had like told me about um like I can't even remember what she was telling me but she told me like all the like the little bits about how she's going to send me the offer and I had to do all these things um but I got off the phone and I tried calling my sister both my sisters I tried calling my mom I tried calling like my best friend no one answered so I was obviously fuming because I wanted to tell someone but I went back to my desk and I went oh my god I got it I got to Disney because they already knew I'd applied so all of my team got up and we were all like screaming. Wow. The rest of the department was like, what on earth is going on over there? <laughs> we were like so excited. Um, and they were like, have you told your mom? Because I'm really close to my mom. And I was like, no, I can't get through to her. Um, so I called her again from the work phone. And I was like, mom, like, I really need you to call me. It's like really important. Can you call me back on this number? Um, because I didn't really, couldn't really have my phone on me. So I don't want to you know I'm not a rule breaker guys um <laughs> just in case so, those employees yeah. <laughs> employees are listening you know yeah. Apologies again. <laughs> yeah, from when I was like 22 um but yeah so she called me back on the work phone and she went what's wrong what's wrong I said um guess who just got a date for Disney she went who I was like right who do you think first of all um <laughs> and she was like who is it who and I went me I'm going to Disney World and she cried I was crying my manager was crying because she, like it was just such an emotional time um but yeah it was honestly the best feeling like I say I think that is one of my top like 10 moments in life because it was yeah. just well you guys know it just is like it's everything it's such an intense process mm-hmm. and because it was the third time I applied as well I felt like it was my last chance like if I didn't get a day I couldn't really keep doing it 
Do you know what as well? Like, I think it's important to highlight that obviously you were about to go in your third program and that was your third time trying and you got through it. Like it's, it's proof that you shouldn't stop applying just because, because you get told no, like it's obviously the CRP is in a funny place right now, but like when it does come back, like it's important to those that are applying to remember that like a no doesn't mean no forever. Like you have, you went on a second program, had an amazing time, obviously met your husband, like it it was going to go out again. I think that it's important to realize that a no just means it's not right now, not no forever. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I didn't really have any experience in food and beverage. I actually worked in banking. I was um, a collections officer first of all, and then I went into fraud investigations. So from that obviously I don't know it was meant to be for me and I really think that the first two times I applied it wasn't the right time like I don't think I was young I don't think I was young enough I don't think I was old enough Mm -hmm. I don't think I was mature enough um so I really think that everything happened the way it did for a reason and obviously it aligned because in my second program I met my husband so I really think that don't and I know people that tried like seven times and they got it so don't don't give up it's totally worth it and all the heartbreak like when you get there it's it's so worth it and you don't even remember like no one cared who was on the wait list yeah. who no. got rejected like no one knows I still, get sh- I still get shocked to this day when people are like oh, I was on the wait list for like a year and I'm like I wouldn't even know that even though I spent no. a year with you because it's just not no. a conversation it's like it's like when you do your A-levels you get whatever results you get but then you go to uni and everyone's on an equal playing field you know it we're all here for one reason that's to have fun yeah exactly it's just not a big deal um so never let it, it get you down like there's so many people that I know um that have gone on to have really good careers with the Disney company like one of my really close friends Ella um she was waitlisted with me and she's gone on she's done Disney Cruise Line like she's mm-hmm. had like a great career so just don't give up guys it's like totally worth it hanging in there obviously you've done the two programs and obviously you uh, your second program we'll get to in a second it was very influential to your life now but can you sum up your first program what was that like doing it all for the first time it's really weird doing it for the first like looking back um it's really weird to think about it it was completely different for me so I was in a long-term relationship on my first program um I mean obviously we did break up um but the whole time I was on the program I was in a long-term relationship um so it was very different to my second program um also I feel like because I was younger I wasn't sort of as confident in myself um but I really do think that it was very life-changing for me it definitely made me into the person that I then became and I wouldn't change anything about it I made such good friends like really really close friends like one of my friends my first program was my bridesmaid on my uh, on my at my wedding um and you know we did so many trips like I went to Nashville for the first time which is like one of my favorite places in the world I just spent a lot of time it sounds really cheesy but like figuring out who I was and when I went home I realized that I didn't really have anyone at home that sort of aligned with me anymore because I changed so much and it's really weird when you become you become friends with people in the program you become friends with people that are so similar to you because it does take a certain kind of person yeah. to go and live in a country, although it's just America, but to go and work for a company like Disney, one, you've got to love Disney, realistically. You don't have to be like a crazy super fan, but there is something that attracts you to working at Disney World. Um, but also just be able to give up your whole life and go work there. And especially when you are so young, yeah. like a lot of us go out when we're very, very young. Um, 
so it's it's definitely like a life-changing program and it, it does shape the person that you become I, I truly believe that definitely and I mean moving on to the second program that you went on it was um there was there was a little while in between each program right yeah so I did my first program April 2014 to April 2015 and I did my second program June 2017 to June 2018 um so you have to because you have to wait a year when you get home to reapply because of the visa situation um and then yeah so I reapplied quite I think in August so it was already a year and a bit since I got home um and then obviously the process is so long like I sent in saying that I was really interested in coming back and then I think we had the interviews in September but I remember it was a really long period between doing our interviews and finding out um and it's really funny because all the alumni that we had applied with all you guys had your final interviews and stuff in that time and you found out really quickly but we'd waited for like a really long time and I don't know if you remember but we all found out in waves Mm -hmm. do you remember like by the day so some of us were waiting (laughs) yeah and I found out I think it was Walt Disney's birthday I'm sure it was Mm. that I was going back for a second program um it was very weird in the waves I remember obviously the three of us were the same boat but like you were getting I think the nose came out then there was like March yeah. dates, then there was April, then there was some more no's, then there was some wait list, then there was the May, yeah, the June, and me and Bradley yeah. were obviously August. So yeah. I was like, yeah. is this a no? Is this a wait list? We're what right is this? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think it was Sammy, like another one of my really close friends who had got, I think, did she, did she get September? No, she was July. July, wasn't she? July, July yeah. yeah. But I think she was like one of the last people waiting because they did like June and everyone. And then she was still waiting. She was like the last alumni waiting. And she was going out of her mind. <laughs> I remember because we'd waited so long. But the thing is, it's one of those things. It feels like the worst thing in the world when you're waiting. But then when it's done, it's like it's like no one, yeah. no one cares. Like cool. once you get there, you don't even remember the waiting. You don't remember yeah. all of the the moments and the stress. You just you get there and it's just like all a distant memory obviously it's important to say like on the pavilion it, when you were in the pavilion you were a really influential character into the pavilion you're probably like no I wasn't but you were like <laughs> you were <laughs> but it's funny because we've talked about you know when you first arrived in the program and how people help you settle in you were that person to me and Bradley and to yeah. a lot of these arrival groups like and obviously other people end up taking that role but like you literally were the person that was like this is what happens you know you were the person that tried to involve everybody in the pavilion and like when you left and when like your kind of arrival group left it was a weird place like me mm. and Bradley always say that there was certain people that left the pavilion and you realize that when you're on the program certain people leave and you go it's kind of a hole in the pavilion I mean like, you did you did our welcome yeah. day for us like you, yeah. you literally were the first yeah. person that took us into the pavilion and like showed us around like it's 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 so weird yeah but, I do yeah. think it's you're right Sophie that like it, it gets to a point and then when people like you start to leave machine, you're like, wait, okay, this is going to come to an end. Like you don't use almost in this like bubble until that point when you yeah. realize, okay, people are leaving now. I can't stay here forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think everyone has that on their program. Like they always have that certain arrival group where it's not too far ahead of you. And you're like, oh yeah, you know, like they've been here and it feels like they've been here the whole time and you yeah. start with them. And they're such big characters in your 
sort of program and then they go and you think oh my goodness it's me mm-hmm. next it's like mm-hmm. I guess it, it yeah it's like a bit it's, it's a sense of doom isn't it like I'm not gonna yeah. cover it up because we all love it so yeah. much and you just don't want it to end and it's I think it's when you get the, the first three months feel really long and they feel because you're still settling in everything's so new like everything you want to do everything and it feels like those first three months go really mm-hmm. really slowly then all of a sudden you're at six months and then you are just like, okay, Flies this by. is coming to an end. And you you panic because you're like, I've got so much I want to do. And yeah. like the thing is as well, what people don't realize about the program is that it sounds really cheesy. And I really hate when, when companies say this, but you are like a family because you live together, you work together, you go out together. You are so mm-hmm. integrated into each other's lives. And especially I feel that with the managers, like I'm so close to some of the managers mm-hmm. and like, I'll still message Erin and I'll be like, oh, I really miss you. Like it's it sucks. And we were like, she'll send me messages and she'll be like, I can't wait to come see like come visit you, like where you are, your pictures look amazing. Um and it's really hard to leave that behind because you do have that network. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like Disney is completely ingrained into my personality. It's so funny because all my Canadian friends say, Oh my god, did you work at Disney? <laughs> um, because I talk about it so much. Um, but yeah, it's just it is such an amazing part of your life and it is just people who haven't done it like won't understand and I even think that people who don't do the program won't understand it like if because for them it's just normal life but it's such a special time for us so definitely obviously obviously we'll touch on housing etc in a minute but at this point I think we have to talk about if Disney wasn't a part of your life forever it would have been after the second program after meeting your husband on your program like come on like that's a love story I mean I will shout out that like that Rasheen has told the story in great depth on my other podcast Brunch with Bradley so she doesn't have to repeat (laughs) too much because that will be coming out hopefully before this episode airs um but yeah I mean if you want to touch on that Rasheen that'd be great too yeah so um it's so funny when you say the word husband I'm just like whoa like it's been well over a year now I'm like I'm like whoa my god I do have a husband that sounds really grown up um yeah so we met it's funny he walked past me I was on Chippy Reg um and for those of you that don't know at the Yorkshire Fish and Chip Shop you the people that stand outside taking your money we call that Chippy Reg Chippy Register um and I was standing outside and this Canadian boy I knew he was Canadian because he's covered in maple leaves because he was wearing his costume and he walked past and I was like oh my god who is that like I just instantly had this like I want to know who that is it was so weird it was like something I've never had it was like an instant attraction and um the girl that I was on Chippy Reg with she was like oh dibs I was like no way no way I did that one he's Canadian he's mine um (laughs) and uh yeah it's funny we didn't actually meet for like a, a little while and the way I met him was really silly but um, my best friend Jenny, who again was one another one of my bridesmaids, she was arguing with my French Canadian friend Richard over a hat, and I was filming them both pretending to be the news. I know this is so, <laughs> but it seemed really funny when I was drunk. And um, but anyway, I was doing machine news on Snapchat, and um, Hunter was there trying to get his annoying friend into the cab because he was just obviously the sober friend. So he was like, "Oh, my annoying friend is like not coming in the cab." And then this even more annoying British girl comes up and is like, um, can I just ask your feelings on this situation? Blah, blah, blah. And like was filming him. And he was so boring. He didn't even react. He was just like, 
I was like, what's your name? He's like, Hunter. And he was really boring about it. And I was like, okay, well, guys, he's boring. So we're not going to talk to him anymore. And from that, he really decided that he liked me. <laughs> and he went and asked my Canadian friend. It's funny, he's looking at me now right now. He's like, um, <laughs> he went and asked our mutual Canadian friend. He was like, what's that girl's name? Like over there. And she was like, oh, her name's Rasheen. And he was like, obviously, I had no idea how to spell it because it's so Irish. So he went and went through like all of her friends with the begin with the like letter um. R and just scrolled until he found me. What a creep? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, he's yeah. no longer looking at her. <laughs> yeah, he's gone to the bedroom now. He's like whatever. Um, but yeah, it was like it was so weird, and we didn't actually get together for a long time. Well, actually, it's not a long time, but on the program, it feels yeah. like a long time because time is like really feels like very Street, slow. Yeah um but yeah so and like a few weeks later yeah we like had our first kiss after having one day is very very romantic so romantic um, (laughs) on a bus full of internationals and um yeah so the rest is history we just sort of just became inseparable by the end of the program really it just shows you know you can meet your husband your wife on this program most people don't let's be honest but you could be like (laughs) machine and you could be lucky but Second program, guys. Second program, you see. Yeah. What happened? Um, but I mean, that brings us on to Disney housing. Um, RIP Disney housing. God, but never forgotten. Always say that at this point. Um, still bring on Flamingo Crossing. I'm there for Can't it. Um, but when it comes to um, housing machine, I firstly want to know which complexes you lived in, but also um, I want to know what it was like being in a relationship while you're at housing and obviously not being able to live together typically again we're not rule breakers here but like typically like <laughs> not being able to be in each other's apartments after a certain time like was that was yeah. that did that make the program quite hard for you so not really I was actually very lucky because my friends like my roommates were my best friends so they didn't mind the fact that Hunter was literally our apartment every single day um and also it's funny because when I first met Hunter, he was like, I've never, ever moved complex complexes for anyone. Um, and then literally like three months into our relationship, he moved to the commons so that we no could way. be, yeah. So that, um, again, we're not like, we were always like, we never wanted to do anything, like get in trouble or anything. Course, so yeah, yeah, he was like, I'll, I'll uh, move to commons and then like, we can actually be in like, in the same complex. After. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah I was very lucky because Hunter just became part of our friendship friendship group in the end and he just became like our unofficial like roommate he was always there he actually used to use our washing machine and everything drive Ellis crazy um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he just became like part of the furniture in my apartment <laughs> it's like yeah. he was always there and were you um, commons both time round then or just the I was oh, I was okay. very privileged I was very privileged um and I love the commons and my housing situation in my second program was unbeatable. I was very lucky. Normally, housing try and have this unofficial rule where they don't put more than 50% of like one like nationality in there. Yeah. yeah. So I was very lucky. So um it's funny, me, Jenny, and Ed, me and Jenny had linked up in dorms because we had done the program before, so we knew that we would get on. Um and then Ellis was so in between. She was like, oh my God, do I, do I link up with you guys? Why not? And I was like, that, you can totally link with us. I was like, but I really don't want bunk beds. I was like, so <laughs> I was like, so just to make sure that we'll, what we put is that we do not want to be in like a yeah. three, 
but but now what's really funny is I was so against it but actually when it happened we used to say I oh, actually it would have been so nice if we'd had bunk beds like mm-hmm. like three yeah, of us we've yeah. we gotten so well um but anyway yeah like my second program it was me Jenny and Ellis who ended up in the same apartment and then we always had like a the fourth roommate that we always had because we were in a full person was always just really random like we had um a German girl first of all who got termed a couple of months in um not for any scandalous reason it just wasn't a good fit for her yeah <laughs> nothing exciting um it just wasn't a good fit for her so she ended up going home and then we had an American girl come in from the college program um and then we got another UK person we had Steph I don't know if you remember her um she was on the program when we first got there and then Jane Waring moved in so we ended up with a full UK apartment same arrival date so we were really lucky because mm-hmm. there wasn't people coming and going like we all were like had been close because of obviously the arrival date being the same um and Ellis you were Jenny all really I, good like, friends so yeah and Ellie uh, Ellis Ellie she's gonna kill me for that Ellis Jenny just mix them together Ellis, um, Jenny and I had obviously lived together from day one. So we had like this unbreakable bond to the point that when we finished, our, when we were finishing our program that last week, we all dragged our uh, mattresses into the living room. We used to have like a sleepover um, oh. and then Jenny ruined it. She said that she had to go back to her own room. I think she got fed up with me and Ellis, but <laughs> Ellis and I actually ended up sharing a room. I was going to share a room with Jenny, but when, you know what me and Ellis like, we got there she had the car and she was like, don't you dare go in the apartment before I get there. The bearing in mind, we had like only just sort of got close to her through the process of applying. So she was very bossy. Um, <laughs> but she she was like, don't dare go in there before me. So we like went in and we both went in the same room, me and Ellis. And we were like, I want this one. I want this one. And then we did like heads or tails and I lost. And I was like, I really want to live in this room. And Jenny was like, oh my God, you two just share. I'm done. I can't be bothered with your childishness. <laughs> So that's how we ended up um, sharing a room. And honestly, it turned out to be iconic. As you guys know, you had me on Snapchat. Like, if TikTok had been a thing then, I think that... I was was thinking this the other day. If TikTok was a thing on our program, it would have been wild. It would have. Yeah, we would have, um, like, this stuff. Because, like, we never did anything, like... Well, I mean, it it wasn't crazy. Like, to anyone else, probably, like, so boring. But we just used to have the funniest situations in our apartment. And, like, I used to put the funniest Snapchats up. To the point that, like, my family were, like, Ellis's fans. They would be like, oh, my God, more of Ellis. I'd be like, what do you think this is? Like, a YouTube channel? The Ellis show. (laughs) (laughs) The Ellis show. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, no, I was very lucky. I love that. Obviously, two programs. You were supposed to go on a third, but obviously, sadly, that didn't happen. Me and you both were in the kind of same boat. How did you – obviously, I know how you felt, but tell everybody, how did you kind of feel when that was kind of – a no-go really it's really it is really hard because obviously in the grand scheme of things like with everything that's going on you try and put into their perspective especially for the fact that all those people were sent home from their programs like it's just heartbreaking mm-hmm. um and I mean the people I feel the worst for who literally got in they got there did their traditions and they were sent home mm-hmm. and it is a very costly process um from start to finish like it's obviously you have to pay for your flight which is expensive you even like embassy appointment everything costs money that you do um so I did feel very fortunate that we were at a point where it was quite in the future when it got cancelled it wasn't sort of an immediate thing um so I did feel very thankful that we didn't hadn't gone through all that process um but obviously it's heartbreaking because it's just 
the best experience. It, working for Disney is just like no best. other. Yeah. It's yeah, it really isn't. It's like just I say once in a lifetime, sometimes it's not twice, but it is like a once in a lifetime thing and there's nothing like it. Like there's no experience like it. And yeah. it is really hard because also I was so excited to go out there and see all my friends that live there and like all our managers. Um, but I try and focus on the fact the fact that like one, it could have been so much worse for us. Mm-hmm. And two, everything happens for a reason. Like yeah. obviously you guys know that I'm very like into sort of no everything happens for a reason that the universe will put you in situations that's meant for you so are you are you manifesting 2022 for us yeah I can't confirm nor deny (laughs) (laughs) all right so obviously you've had such a great experience in these programs and it's going to be so hard but can you give us a highlight of your Disney journey oh it's so hard obviously if I don't say Hunter he's going to be very sad um, so yeah definitely Hunter obviously we built a lovely an amazing life together we live see on the west coast of Canada um on Vancouver Island um it's led me to the job that I'm in now which I absolutely love um working for a company that has really similar I can't speak today similar values to Disney so I'm mm-hmm. very thankful for that um and also we do have the most amazing little puppy dog in the whole world we have a dog called Bear and he's a golden retriever and we just live like such an amazing life um you do. It looks yeah yeah so definitely hunter completely changed my life and it's funny because I sent before my wedding I sent everyone that had, had a part of my journey so like people like Greta Erin even Sue Sharp like I sent the message I was like thank you so much like for everything you did like this is what's happening and like this is like we're married now and every like all of them obviously I'm really close to Erin anyway but they all came back and like said oh my god that's amazing um and I think it's really cool that one day we'll take our kids back you know yeah. and, like, oh. and people like Kiki like I sent a message to Kiki too and was like oh thanks for letting Hunter come back <laughs> um I wasn't when I met him um but yeah we can take them and be like oh my goodness this is great yeah. this is Kiki like you know, and I'll be like, future CRP is right here. I'm going to exactly. really push my kids to do I feel like I won't be a pushy parent, but it will when it comes to the CRP. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and also, you got engaged at the bloody Grand Floridian Wedding Pavilion. I know. So like, we actually, yeah, everyone was like, oh, you got engaged at the Wedding Pavilion? Like, you were engaged at the Wedding Pavilion? You must have known. But we got engaged behind it. And my sister had got married at the Wedding Pavilion. And my sister, they were all visiting. So it wasn't like a crazy thing that we went there because... Um, we were at, uh, and I went into detail with it on this, uh, on brunch mm-hmm. with Bradley, but um, we went to Boma for dinner, yes, Bradley's favourite. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went there for dinner and honestly, we, it poured rain all morning and I had had to walk. Hunter dropped me off because my family were visiting, we were staying in a villa. So he dropped me off at the front of the park. Um, because I was meeting my family after and going to meet them in Epcot so I had to main gate myself in so I had to go through the main entrance walked across I'd been rained on I'd worked a whole shift and then I had to go straight to Boma because I think I ended up getting seated late or something so I didn't end up meeting in the park I just went straight to Boma so I was not like in the I wasn't like what you would think you know you'd want to look like on your engagement I yeah. rained on I was kind of gross and it's funny because I got to Boma and I had my spirit jersey over my dress and my sister was like um you look ridiculous take it off and she was being really like pushy about it and you know me I was like I'm not taking it off now because you said I look stupid so I'm going to keep it on (laughs) 
Um, but she was like, I had been saying it to you because I knew that if your photos, like if you had that yes. on, you'd be like, oh, for God's sake, Steven, no one told yeah. me. So she was kind of mean to me about it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we're sitting down at dinner and we'd planned to go see, it was actually the year anniversary of Happily Ever After. So we've got plans to go see the, uh, the fireworks after. And I was so tired from my shift. I just wanted to go home. So I was like, oh my God, it's so late, guys. Do you think we should go or should we just go to a different time? And my sister was really like, oh no, I really want to see it. It's a year anniversary. And I was like, well, fine, but we're not going to get there. By the time we get there, we park, we get on the monorail. We're not going to get a good spot. And then my sister was like, oh no, whatever could we do? Because is there anywhere else we could watch the fireworks? And I was like, um, I guess we could watch it at the poly or like sometimes Sandra and I go and watch it behind the wedding pavilion because you get the view still and you can still hear it being piped in from the poly. Like it's quite yeah. a nice place to watch it. And like, there's never anywhere on there whereas the beach gets quite busy. Top tip of the day, guys. That is, um, confession yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, and um, so we went and it's really funny because we got there and Hunter was so nervous and the security guard was kind of mean to him because he was like, oh, we're just here to like kind of look around because we were, we were going to like watch fireworks and look around but Hunter was like so nervous but I didn't realize at the time right I just thought that we were going um and luckily I'd put on some makeup because I was like oh, if we're going to the ground floor again I don't really want to look trashy so like yeah. I went and like sort of redid my makeup which is good I'm so glad I did um after you know my sister made me really self-conscious the way I looked. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we got there and the security guard was like if you're gonna watch the fireworks just tell me you don't need to lie about it um and it's really funny because then afterwards my sister pulled up straight away afterwards they said why are you here and she went oh my brother-in-law is about to propose to my sister so he must have felt really bad after that um but I guess he was so like just fed up of people lying about it um but anyway we got there we went behind the wedding pavilion and he was acting shifty like <laughs> I honestly thought like he's lactose intolerant and he'd eaten like a lot of cheese and I was like oh no he's not good. <laughs> um he's not feeling well at all um but yeah like it just was like a really like unexpected thing for me because he told me he was not proposing to me in Disney like he was like he's like no I'm not proposing to you at Disney like he was so clear about it he was like I want to do it in Canada that's where our home's gonna be um but yeah, I was really lucky. And then we were all just watching the fireworks. And it's funny because in the picture, I didn't even realize, but like all my family had been standing next to me and they'd like slowly moved back. But because we were watching the fireworks, didn't notice. And then Hunter went, oh, I really love you. And I went, okay. I was like, <laughs> watch the fireworks. I was like, oh, I love you too. I was like, rude, I'm trying to watch. Um, and he was like, no, I really love you. I was like, oh, and it was like at the my favorite point in the show. So I was like, oh, okay, love you too. Like trying to watch it, and then he like turned me around. And he got down one knee, and then I like really ugly cried, really <laughs> ugly cried. So like my picture, I have like seven chins. I and it's not attractive, but it was really magical and adorable. It, it was really nice, yeah. So it's so amazing. Like I think that to considering like you said you were in a long distance relationship in your first program that didn't end up working out um the fact that you've ended up meeting like your soulmate on this program is just the cherry on top of the cake and like you said the universe will take you wherever it needs to take you Mm -hmm. whether that's my third program like whatever whatever 
that will do but thank god the second program was everything that it was for you because you deserve yeah. it basically but um but yeah we, we've we've got one final question for you Rasheen and it's tough and I know as a Disney Parks keynote you're going to find it difficult but I'm going to ask it anyway um so <laughs> if you could be in any Disney uh, Disney Park cruise line resort area anywhere Disney in the world right now where would you go and what would you do? I'll go to Walani because Hello. we were supposed to go for our um, honeymoon and it was cancelled because of COVID. Of course. So I would be in Walani about to go. I'll I'll just skip forward to May 2022. Everything's going to be yeah. fine. Everything's over. Life's back to normal. And I would be at Walani knowing that in a couple of days time, I'd be getting on my Hawaiian cruise back to Vancouver. So Amazing. that's where I would be. I hope that happens. Yeah. (laughs) I hope that happens ASAP for you and you get back to living it. But for right now, you're living your Canadian dreams. So we're happy for you either way. But it's been fab talking to you. And that being said, we did talk for about two hours before we actually started recording this. I know, it's so true so long. but no but we, we do we we love you so much Rasheen and you were such a big part of our Disney program so we feel so honoured that you've come on here and um, spoken with us so huge thank you to Rasheen everyone Ooh. thank you and you know I love you I adore you both too oh thank you um, but that's all we've got time for so uh, this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney cast member thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to this podcast follow our Instagram and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other keep spreading the magic everyone and bye for now